You're listening to Behind the Bliss, a weekly podcast where Rachel Autry brings conversations to you from women that share what's behind their highlight reel. Each episode is designed for you to see a message from the mess and encourage you to find balance in the bliss. We know that what you're facing is important for shaping who God has created you to be. Some may say it's a process that often happens behind the bliss. Here's today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bliss podcast. I don't know where you're listening from, but in Birmingham, Alabama, fall is starting to be in the air, and I am really stoked about it. It's making things really romantic and fun and cool and cozy. So I'm hoping that somewhere, wherever you're listening, you're experiencing a little bit of this cooler weather as well. Maybe you've been experiencing it for a while, but guys, fall is here. One of my favorite things about fall, and I have to tell you this before we start today's conversation, is music and of course the weather, but I'm like a whole mood. So like whenever I can get my music just right and I have a candle lit and it's nap time for everybody and I'm able just to like have the house to myself, I feel like a new woman. So I figured I would share these two fall playlists with you. I have shared this over on Instagram, but wanted to bring them over here on the podcast for you guys in case you haven't heard them yet. One is a fall worship playlist and it is lots of amazing worship songs that don't feel or sound super worshipy. I don't know how to describe it, but it's nothing you're going to hear on K-Love or anything like that. No hate to K-Love. These are really fun, cozy songs that you can have on in your house and like no one would really know their Christian music, Christian songs. So that is a fall worship playlist. Um, And then I also have a fall playlist that's called Fall Feels. And it's just that. It's songs to me that feel like fall. Lots of like Mumford and Sons, lots of like folky kind of music. I hope that these just bless you and come into your home and warm you up and give you a little bit of spice to life because they definitely do that for me. And I rarely get to share what I'm loving on the podcast. And so just want to let you know that's what I'm loving these days. I'm also loving this conversation with today's guest that you are about to hear. It is so good. So good. So many amazing points. The whole time I'm kind of like smiling. I wish you could see me, but it is with Matthew West. You might know Matthew West because he is a musician. His songs have been on the radio for a long time, and he is a five-time Grammy-nominated singer-songwriter. He's just the greatest. He's really super cool. We rarely have guys on the show, but Matthew West deserves a spot on the Behind the Bliss podcast. We talk a lot of funny things like where the heck is Behind the Bliss going? He speaks some insight, gives me good good wisdom and guidance and advice moving forward. Um, We share lots of giggles, things that are happening in our own lives, but then also he just encourages me and I hope and pray encourages you in a way that just kind of ignites wherever you are in life. I think there's a lot of uncertainty that can come with fall because we're transitioning seasons. But with a transition season, I feel like my heart transitions as well into something bigger, greater, whatever, where my feet and my roots, I feel like get deep and get planted where I can do good work that God's calling me to. And Matthew is about to pump us up for that season. Maybe you're walking through anxiety and fear. Maybe you're walking through just dry season and wanting to be close to God that you don't really feel maybe like a closeness to God, like you really are desiring or craving. Or maybe, hey, things are working out for you, but you just want to make sure that you're living in the calling that he has brought you to. This conversation is just for you. And I think it's going to bless you. 
Hello, Matthew West. Welcome to Behind the Bliss Podcast. I'm so excited to have you. I'm excited to be on this show and uh, thank you for having me. I um, I like the title of your show because I'm a songwriter yes. and I like when people use alliteration well. So Behind the Bliss is soothing to my ears and I'm excited, <laughs> to, uh, excited to talk to you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, a sticky statement, some people say. Alliteration. Okay, that's good. You know, I don't know. How long have you been doing your podcast? For about four years. Four years. Okay, so you're two years ahead of me. I started mine two years ago. But when you were coming up with a name for your podcast, was it really hard to do that? It so was. And I think that we are so much harder on ourselves. Like, it's so funny looking back. I'm like, do people really care as much as I cared in the moment? What were some of the other names before you landed on? I got to be honest. I can't really think of many. Ah, uh, shoot. I honestly, I bet you I could find a list and I'm going to put that in the show notes for our listeners <laughs> because I know it's floating out there somewhere. It's just not at the top of my head. I'm just curious because um, like when I was trying to come up with a name, my big concern was like, I didn't want to have a name that was going to like, if, if another podcast already existed, I had to be able to get it trademarked. Yes. And I probably yes. spent two months with an attorney. Every time I sent names in, they're like, nope, that's taken. It exists. Yeah. Right. And so after he was like, well, why don't you just call it the Matthew S podcast? And I was like, no, that's dumb. I'm going to keep working. (laughs) So like two months later, I I was I called him. I was like, I got a name. He's like, what is it? The Matthew S podcast. (laughs) You're right. You're good at your job. I'll do what you say. I got tired of it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, I really love it. Um, this is like a fun behind the scenes. People listening have no idea, but we're going through some really fun like opportunities and shifts and pivots and really just trying to be like, all right, God, what's next? And we have gotten so many people saying, Rachel, you have to change this to the Rachel Autry show. Like Seriously? this is the best. They're like, this is the best move, like strategically in PR and something. Yes. And something about it. I'm like, but my behind the bliss baby, I can't. Um, well, maybe I, I don't know. Maybe I was ahead of my time. I don't know. Maybe it was marketing genius on my part to keep it. It was. But you know what you could do? It could be like, well, isn't it already behind the bliss, but with your name? Yeah. So it's, behind- so it's not. It wouldn't be epic change. Yeah. 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 Well, hey, I mean, so are these like high powered executives who are speaking into this name change or or is they're. They're kind of important people. I should probably be listening to. It's That's not your problem. landscaper or something. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah, it's yes, it's people on our team and above. And I'm like, okay, guys. So just you know, it's so funny how much you care about something. I mean, you get it as a musician, I'm sure. Oh, I with over it. song titles, yeah, like all the things. Like, what do we call this track? And I have other musician friends that are like, it's so hard, but also have to remember that it like I care about it more than anybody else will. Yeah. so at what point do you just say okay we're gonna do a it. lot of times like i'll i'll like kind of pull the curtain back even on the songwriting or recording process like i will obsess over a detail of the recording and like well we have this version of the song we have this version of the song and mm-hmm. it's hard for me to remember that when the person when the listener actually hears it, they will never have this other thing to compare it to like I do. And it's yeah, so exactly. tough to like get out of your head in that. And sometimes there's freedom in just moving fast and like just going for it. And then, you know, yeah. but, but at the same time too, like 
no offense to whoever's telling you to change the name. Maybe they're right. Maybe they're <laughs> wrong. But at the end of the day, you're right. Like nobody cares about it more than the creator. You're creating it. So yeah. if you want behind the bliss, I, you know what? You didn't ask for it, but I'm giving you permission to keep it that. Thank you. I'm be like, you know what? Matthew West. Don't, me, don't, so. don't, don't put that on me. <laughs> Name drop. Yeah. I'm like, it's all him. Y'all want like, <laughs> Here's his contact info. And they'll be like, hey, what's um, his podcast called? You're like, uh, the Matthew West podcast. Matthew West. <laughs> that's funny. I love it. So, yeah, that's pe- people are probably going to email and be like, change it. Change. Or they're going to be like, don't do well, it. Well, you could even it's have your be behind polar. the bliss moment in the show or something, you know, like, totally. like I had this idea. That's my dad and I have a segment at the end of every episode of our show called Dad Vice where he just comes on, he's a pastor and he just comes on and like shares a little message, you know? And I was like, Oh, that'd be a mm-hmm. cool like podcast, but I don't want to do another podcast. So I just make that a part of that. Pod- so it's like, now it's time for dad advice. And then nice. that's part of the show, you know? I love that. Wow. All the nitty gritty things, people listening are like, I had no idea. This is all what went into the show. But I mean, you get it. So spoiler alert for people listening. If you've never heard of Matthew West, I'm like, first, what rock are you living under? Second, <laughs> we will link your shows in the show notes or your songs in the show notes. But you're a musician and you're a lot of other things too. So I want you to almost spill the beans for people listening that are maybe meeting you or getting acquainted for the first sure, time. Yeah. Well, speaking of living under rocks, the first thing that came to mind was I am one of my titles is I am a, this is probably not good grammar. I'm a frustrator of my <laughs> wife, Emily. Uh, we've been married. I frustrated her yesterday because I left the door to the backyard open and How a, dare you? a lizard <laughs> ran in yep. our house and she uh-huh. was screaming and the dogs were barking and it was all my fault because I left the door open for five minutes. So speaking of living under rocks, I just had, also, you're heating the out or you're cooling the outdoors. No, I've already, I've already heard. <laughs> You've heard. I've already it. gotten in trouble. <laughs> um, my no, my name's Matthew, and um, I'm a husband to Emily uh, and uh, father to two daughters, Lulu and Delaney. Uh, I'm a songwriter and uh, storyteller, singer, recording artist. Um, I host a podcast called the Matthew West Podcast, and uh, and. And I get to write books too. So um, my my music career is what my my music aspirations is what moved me to Nashville. I started my career behind the scenes writing songs for other singers. Um, that's a big part of the Nashville music scene on Music Row. And so I've had songs recorded by um, country artists and Christian artists, and um, kind of worked behind the scenes for several years. Then I got my own record deal. And, uh, now I'm here like eight albums later, I get to make my own records. I also still get to write a lot of songs with some of my favorite artists in Christian and country music. And, uh, and yeah, and today I get to talk to you and it's, it's a lot of fun. I I feel like every day in my life is a different adventure. There are no two days the same. And I really love that. And, uh, so thanks for having me on the show today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, we are so honored you're here. I made it sound like I was leaving just then. I'm sorry. I'm not cool. <laughs> so thanks for listening to the past seven minutes. Have a great day, everybody. Um, no, you're good. That was perfect. I think what is so cool about you and what I think is going to be great for you to bring to the show is this idea you can be a lot of different places, like multi-passionate, and God can show up in all of it, whether mm. it's 
quote unquote ministry if you have a job in at a church or whatever. But there's also so many other places in life God can show up and breathe through that you're able to overflow in ways that aren't labeled ministry that are totally ministry. Yeah. And so um, I respect you for that because I think that you are in so many different spheres in a cool way. Been really busy writing songs with my girl, Ann Wilson. Yeah. Books, having a podcast, all the things that I'm like, there's got, there's like, there's a secret sauce to it that I feel like when you find the rhythm that like the Holy Spirit can play in your life, it's something you're like, right, I never want to leave. So I would love for you just to kind of speak about being in all these different places yeah. and having all these different callings. How, yeah. What, like, how do you practically make sure you're walking with God in it? Well, I think the world likes to find out which box they think you fit best in. And then they like to keep you in that box. And, um, you know, these last couple of years, I've been reminded in a really powerful way, you know, I swear if I, you know, there's certain words that I want to cut out of my, um, language and like pivot was one of those words because over the last couple of years, it was like, everybody was, you know, you're trying to pivot, but, <laughs> but there really was power in that word pivot over the last couple of years, because you had to find ways to survive. We had 90 shows canceled and, you know, I wasn't just going to sit still because I think that's where discouragement can come. And I just think these last couple of years have even shown me on a deeper level, a really powerful truth. And it's this, God is not a one dimensional God and neither are the things he creates. And, and so, you know, I think a lot of times in my life and in my career in music, people said, well, no, you're a songwriter. And I said, well, I, I think, I think God has a call on my life that's broader than just writing songs behind the scenes. But just because other people couldn't see that vision didn't mean that that vision wasn't going to come to fruition. And it did because I believed and I believed in my calling. And, uh, and, and then speaking about the word calling, that's another part of my life that I've learned. Like, I think our world focuses on the word dreams and like, you know, if you can dream it, you can do it and follow your dreams, trace your dreams. And, and maybe this is just nuance when it comes to, you know, choice of words, but I have felt a deep conviction in my life that there is something deeper than a dream. And that is, That's and good. that is calling or purpose. Like, because if, if all I was doing was chasing a dream, like to entertain people, to be a star, I probably would have walked away a long time ago. But the fact that I can wake up every morning believing that there's like, there's a purpose and not just some fluffy dream out there of being some celebrity. At the end of the day, there's a, there's a calling. And I feel like that's a deeper level that sustains me in the moments where I don't want to move forward. And so, so I think, yeah, these last couple of years, it's been testing the difference between a dream and a calling. And then two, just refusing to allow man to keep me in any one dimensional sort of box. And, and I love it. So, I mean, to me, it's just a blast. Now there's things that you do better than others. And there's things that you, you know, there's strengths and weaknesses. doesn't mean you should do everything right. But when, when you know, God has a calling on your life, and here's the best part about it. It's going to change throughout life. Like, I mean, there may be times mm -hmm. where just like you're talking about changing the name of your podcast or whatever, like things can grow. And I, I kind of like to think of it like, you got these different, it's like a play, you know, it's like these different acts, these different chapters, of yes. the story, whatever the illustration is. And so like my second act might look way different than my first. I may not be on stage as much 
when I'm older. But what if my impact in the world is even, you know, felt on a on a wider level or broader level, just because I chose to continue to pursue my calling and not allow myself to stay one dimensional. That's so good. It is the idea of not conforming to the patterns of this world, but being transformed by the renewing of your mind. And if you're not renewing your mind, then you're doing what the world says because you're kind of lost. You're like, I'm not sure what's next. I'm going to do what feels right. Oh, I hate that phrase too. Like, oh, this feels right. And I'm like, okay, but what is God? And I think that, yeah, this idea of not conforming is exactly what you're talking about. It's biblical. It's what it's, I love the, he's not one dimensional. And so therefore neither really are we. And there's things in our life that we could do we never dreamed of doing. Yeah. That's so cool. And I mean, it, I just, I get excited about the thought of like, you know, every day can bring some new challenge, some new opportunities, some new idea. And like, the more comfortable I've gotten in who I am and how God has wired me, the more like I've, the more that I've been receptive to like lean into my instincts, you know what I mean? And and trust it. Like, I want to, you know, I want to, I think true moving in confidence is, is knowing that you're led by the Holy Spirit and not by, like you said, some feeling, you know what I mean? It's, that's, yeah. you know, I want to talk about, yeah, this. our feelings. Will, I want to talk about, no doubt about that. Yes. The idea of being led by the Holy Spirit. Can we go there? Because I think it's such a, like, I don't know. It can be so so vague. And I think that it's taught really differently depending on who you're talking to. And, but also I think it's more, it, uh, how, I don't know how to even say this, but I think it comes across a lot of times way more complicated than it was ever intended to be. And what can happen when you do partner with the Holy Spirit in these moments of confusion or change or even frustration and being like, I just don't feel like this is whatever. And those, those like discernment feelings do start coming up what do we do with them? And so I want to hear, like, did you have a moment that you almost felt life become richer because you started operating with the Holy Spirit as your partner instead of just doing things Matthew felt like he needed to do? Mm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why, but like the, this, this hymn is ringing in my ears of, um, it says, uh, just a closer walk with thee. Granted, Jesus is my plea. Like, I like the idea of walking with Jesus. Like, and mm-hmm. actually, I thought there's another hymn that I actually reference in my book about, um, and I sang it at my uh, grandmother's memorial. It was like, and he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells me I am his own. And the joy we share as we travel there, none other has ever known. Anyways, but the idea of like walking with Jesus is something that I really have been touched by in the writing of the book that I felt like I stumbled on of like, who do you walk with in life? And like, I think about like, I walk with people, if I go for a walk, like during the pandemic, we walks were big for the West family. Yes, and, it had to be no, right. <laughs> the only you go anywhere else, right? outside world. But it was like, man, I, I, I really grew to love like taking walks with my wife and we had meaningful conversations. Sometimes we'd laugh and like, you know, but it was like, you, who do you go for a walk with? You go for a walk with somebody you like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I wouldn't go for a walk with somebody I don't like, right? And, 
right. it's not an it's not an obligatory yeah. thing like you don't have to go to coffee or that lunch is, you just you're a walk. in, in yeah. the book like i talk about how in genesis it says god went looking for adam and eve in the cool of the day and he was like wanted to walk with them you know what i mean and it, it almost implies like that was maybe a daily thing like and so i, I guess the point i'm trying to get to is like I want to have a closer walk with Jesus and the closer I am with him, like the more that I can trust the instincts that I'm feeling because I know I'm being led by him, like that he's changing. He's not granting me the desires of my heart before he's changing the desires of my heart. He's showing me what his plan and then I'm wanting what he wants for me. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. And and so I guess what I'm getting at is just that that desire to be close to, to have my relationship with Jesus be the top priority. Not my platform talking about my relationship with Jesus. And that's what I talk about a lot in the book as well. Like getting back to like, like, forget this, no offense to you, but like, if it, 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 it would be like you making this podcast more important than your personal walk with Jesus or me making this interview about my book more important than me spending time with Jesus this morning. Right. Like God forgive us and help us. And, and it's no wonder we don't feel led by the Holy spirit. If we're not, stilling if we're not being still and knowing that he is god if we're not spending time with him and it, because he promises that he will be found if we look for him with all of our hearts and um and so i think the closer my walk with jesus the more i know i'm being led by the holy spirit and the other thing i would just say about that is like jesus did a lot of his ministry on the way to a destination Wow, and, that's so good. And like, I think about that. Like I was doing a show in Michigan recently and I was headlining a festival, 13,000 people were gonna be there. And I was gonna get to go on at 9 p.m. and we were gonna rock the house. And they asked me before I got there if I would be willing to do two shows that day. One at a prison in the morning and then one that night. And like in my heart, I just felt like, that's like Jesus doing ministry on the way. Like, and I jumped at, it. I was like, yes, yes, yes. Am I going to be tired? Yes. Is my voice going to be sore? Yes, but let's go. And you know what? It was like, that was the reason why I went to Michigan. Sure. It was the, you know, it was to sing for the 12,000 that night, but man, singing for those 200 inmates in the courtyard, you know, yeah, I peed my pants a little bit, but it wound up being the most <laughs> epic experience ever. And when we open ourselves up to a closer walk with Jesus, we can be aware to the worthy detours that he's calling us to take on the way to what we think the destination is. That's so good. Again, with like the box and then not one dimensional, like that was not your one assignment. There were several subtasks and you had to be in tune to even see those opportunities. Yeah. And not be worried about getting exhausted because the Bible says you you know, we don't have to grow weary in well-doing. So when we do something he's calling us to do, it's going to be exhausting, but it might be the best kind of, like that was the best feeling of exhaustion. Like I've never been so happy about a sore throat because that was so much stinking fun to sing with those inmates. Yeah. You know what I mean? So cool. You have this eternal well that you're drawing resources from. It's not something you're doing on your own strength. Yes. So you have the opportunity, but then also you're given this divine energy where you're like, I can do this because I'm, I know, I know, I know, I know that this is, this is for me and for right yeah. now. 
in this moment. I love that. And what a cool feeling. I think in those moments too, it's easy for then the next moment to be easier to say yes to or to navigate because you have the testimony in your pocket. You're like, okay, I did it then and he showed up. I will say yes again and I can trust he'll show up because he did last time. And I feel like that's what's so cool about the, the walk with God is it is from the mundane to the sanctuary to the arena and back to your living room couch in the mornings. And it is everything in between. Well said. And on the flip side of that, I've also had experiences lately where I needed to have the discernment to say no, to create margin and to create some space for something that I didn't know what it was. I just felt like you know, so like I was supposed to do a 30 city tour this fall. It just didn't something like I know what it was. I mean, when I say something didn't feel right, I mean, it's like I just felt like the Lord was. That was not the path he was wanting me to do, even though it all made sense on like career levels. And so by pulling the plug on that, like I made people scratch their heads, but Right after that, I realized why I was needing to do that. Like by creating that margin, it opened up this space for me to see what I was really supposed to be spending my time doing in that window. It's crazy. Or like even on a small, the smallest level, like, you know, all of a sudden, like I, I created margin on one particular day, not really knowing why, but just feeling like I needed to be obedient to it. And then I got a phone call saying, can you do this? And it was exactly what I was wow. supposed to do. You know what I mean? So right. I, I love that. And that requires trust. And that, you know, a friend of mine, Matt, who actually worked on this book with me, I talked to him today and he was selling his house and moving. And I was like, well, where are you going to go? He's like, well, we're just still trying to figure it out. We just feel like the Lord's doing something and we're not sure yet, but we can't wait to see. And I was like, wow. Like, have you ever heard somebody talk like that? like, and really illustrate, like, truly depending on God. And it, like, it sounds yeah, a little so foreign. Cool. You're like, wait, you don't know where you're going to live yet? Like, that's feel, <laughs> it feels unprepared. But it, it's yeah. actually, like, I mean, living a life of obedience to God doesn't mean you're always going to see the next step in front of you. It means believing that the road is going to rise up to meet your feet when you step out. Wow. I love that. The uh, walking on water, but you have to get out of your boat <laughs> kind of situation. So many people are like, I'd love to do that. I'm like, well, have you tried? Yeah. Like, give it a shot. <laughs> Why not? So cool. Oh, you. Okay. So the book that we keep referencing, it's called The God Who Stays. Yeah. Life looks different with him by your side. And it's exactly what we're talking about. Walking this with book God. right here. There it is. I'm, it's beautiful. I just got it. It actually just got in my hands for the first time. So I'm pumped surreal what are all my author friends are like the most unreal feeling when your book gets delivered to your home you're like excuse me so <laughs> we've been working on this it's weird to do yeah like it feels real then and then when you look through it and you realize like i'm sure i'm going to read through it again and there's like 50 people that read the book and go over it with a fine-toothed comb i guarantee you there will mm -hmm. still be at least one word misspelled guarantee it every yeah. time that's okay we're all human behind the blitz so that's your what first job is to find find out if one right. misspelled word find the flaw <laughs> yeah. uh but, but people are loving this conversation i think this would be a great next step next read next whatever to kind of be a companion in discovering what walking with god could really look like in your life firsthand because i think it also is going to be a bit different for everyone depending on your season your 
like your responsibilities or whatever, but it's possible. No matter where you are, this is possible. And in fact, it's actually something we're called to in obedience. And so for us to show up would be just so neat. Where can people find all the things about your book and you, your music? Yeah, so so um, the book comes out September 6th. And, um, you know, I have a song called The God Who Stays, which is really where the inspiration for the book came. Although I had a crazy uh, interaction with an Uber driver um, where my song came on the radio while I was in the Uber. (laughs) And uh, it happened to be on the day that I was rushing to fly home when the world shut down. I was in New Jersey and our concert was canceled. And this was like at the height of the pandemic, right as everything was going absolutely crazy. And my song, God, The God Who Stays, comes on. And the Uber driver was from a third world country. He was singing the song. He knew every word. No. And so I tell the story in the book, so I won't tell the whole details. But I'm just telling you right now, the Lord used my own song to speak right to the heart of like, I was having a panic attack in the backseat of that Uber. And all of a sudden, I started talking with Arthur, the Uber driver, about that song and why he loved that song. And it was a really, it was a really funny exchange, but it became a really like game changing moment for me. And, uh, and so I'm, I'm excited because I came home and then the world shut down and I started writing that story about Arthur. And then I just kept writing and I kept writing and it wound up being a chapter by chapter reminder of all the ways that God stays with us. Just the fact that he would find me in that Uber and speak to me and even use my own song to remind me that he was with me. And so I I don't know, all that to say is I'm super excited about people getting to hear, you know, share these stories with me and hopefully it brings them to a closer walk. And the reminder that whatever it is you're going through, I know this sounds cliche, but you're not going through it alone. And that's really, that's the heartbeat behind so much of my music and books as well. But I forgot what your question was. I probably should have done no, you answered it awesome. What was <laughs> no, what you, you saying, said like where do people go or something? Yeah, can they just purchase it online? Yeah, all just, the bookstores. Yeah, Amazon. just wherever you know. If you, uh, I will say, there's oh, a no. there's a page for the book, thegodwhostays.com, that if you pre-order it or buy the book, you can go there with your information, and you'll get access to like a really cool video course. Um, a, a Bible study plan and some really cool kind of things to go along with the book. So the God who stays.com would be a, a neat resource for anybody who's interested in kind of reading the book, but then going deeper. Amazing. Well, I am just so grateful for you and this wisdom and to have a guy on the show is always so much fun because we have a whole bunch of girlies that listen, but this is something applicable to everyone. So I hope the girls listening are sending it to their friends, to their brothers, to their spouses, or whoever, just to be able to listen in because uh, this is this is this is it's mostly everyone. girls listening. Yes, do you have something for the girls? Well, no, I just like it, I think that I'm uniquely qualified then because I'm a husband and I totally. have two daughters and a girl dad. But um, but yeah. you said before that like sometimes you talk about like your favorite jeans and like is did you not ask me those questions because I'm a guy? No. What's your favorite thing you're loving right now? You have to share with our friends. Uh, let's see. Well, I just did a photo shoot and the stylist bought me some cool stuff. And I was trying to think of what the brand of jeans. I should have had an answer if I was going to ask you to ask me. Uh, sometimes, hey, don't sleep on Madewell. They actually make men's clothes too. Um, <laughs> let me think. Why did I ask you to ask me this? Oh, oh here's <laughs> one of my favorite things is this candle that I keep... Um, it's called Ranger Station. 
Oh, we love Ranger. My friend Jordan Solderholm's husband makes Ranger candles. They are He's so the delicious. I would eat it. They're but, amazing. Um, yes. Uh, but yeah, so I guess I didn't really do a good job at my favorite thing. No, listen, that's brilliant. We're going to link all of it because, you know, Christmas is coming up and girls are going to be like, what should I get my husband? And we're like, Madewell Men's and Ranger Station And a candles. God who okay, stays booked. And a God who stays booked. You got it. Matthew, thank you so much for being on the show with us today. I've so enjoyed our time, and I personally have learned so much. Well, I'm excited to see what the future of your podcast name, uh, what what it holds. <laughs> and thanks for letting me share. I love that we got to talk about all that stuff, and hopefully, I can come back again soon. And I'll I'll figure out what my favorite jeans are before the next episode. <laughs> Brilliant. We'll have it figured out. <laughs> This episode of Behind the Bliss podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more episodes so you don't miss episodes full of encouragement. And don't forget to rate and review so that we can continue to bring you the best content. See you in the next episode.